Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! And now, Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who fights a never-ending battle against crime and injustice, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. The strange mystery surrounding Miss Sidney Rycroft, British explorer, and the sacred black pearl of Osiris is rapidly drawing to a close. For some unknown reason, Tumbleweed Jones, close friend of Jimmy and Clark Kent, has become deeply involved in the mystery. Two groups of people, one of them headed by the Egyptian fanatic Humi, are anxious to get hold of Tumbleweed, though none of our friends knows why. In our last episode, we heard how Tumbleweed was saved from Humi by a mysterious unseen character called the Whisperer. Tumbleweed, having decided to return to the West by plane, received a message from the Whisperer warning him against taking the plane. Tumbleweed, however, did not heed the warning. As our last episode ended, Clark Kent received a telephone message from the Whisperer telling him that Tumbleweed was in grave danger. Throwing off his disguise as Clark Kent, Superman immediately took to the air to reach the plane as quickly as possible. Listen. I should pick up the plane Tumbleweed's riding in any minute now. Hope I'm not too late. Though what danger threatens old Tumbleweed, I haven't the slightest idea. The mystery of that sacred black pearl seems to be getting more and more complicated. Although I do have some idea of how that trick in the theater was worked. Got to find out about that as soon as possible. Hardly any doubt that whoever pulled the rather neat trick wanted to convince me that Miss Sidney Rycroft simply did not exist. Oh, what? Hello. There's the plane up ahead. They've turned their lights on. It's almost twilight. Well, it looks as if I'm in time. Surely from the looks of things, nothing has happened to the plane as yet. Well, I'll just glide down, land on the plane's fuselage, and hang on until something does happen. And when it does, I'll be ready for it. beam now, Bob. Good. We'll ride that into St. Louis. Better check on the weather west of St. Louis, Duke. Okay. Sure is beautiful flying weather this far. Yeah. Flight 7 calling ground station at St. Louis. Flight 7 calling ground station at St. Louis. Flight 7 calling ground station Go ahead, at... 7. 150 miles out of Metropolis. 150. Riding beam into St. Louis. Give me the dope west of St. Louis, will you? Perfect weather. Ceiling unlimited. Visibility unlimited. Slight southerly wind. Okay? Okay. Give my regards to Maxwell. I will, Charlie. So long. Charlie sends his regards. Yeah, he always does. Well, George, Bob, I've yet to see such flying weather. Look at that sky. Clear as clear could be. Beautiful sunset, too. Yeah. Gosh, there's nothing like being an airline pilot. And... Hey, what was that? Sounded like something landed on the fuselage just above us. Yeah, probably hit a high-flying bird or something. Hey, remember the time we ran into those Canada geese going south? Boy, can I ever forget it. 
Say, did you get a load of the cowboy flying with us on this trip? Oh, I'll say. His name's Tumbleweed. Yeah. Some character. Yeah. I stopped to talk with him on the way in. Yeah? He's waxing a bowstring on what he called the dad burned his lemon wood bow he ever saw. <laughs> Went on to tell me it's got a 48-pound pole and can bring down a deer at 60 yards. No. Then he offered me some fudge. Well, did you take it? I sure did. Here, have some. Yeah, thanks. Hey, this fudge is pretty good. Yeah. Kind of tastes like... Yeah, kind of tastes like what? Wait a minute. Looks like another plane to me. Coming out of the south. Headed right across our path. Hmm? Where, Duke? Look, just, just follow my finger. My Christopher, you're right. Coming fast, too. Yeah. Seems to be on a level with us. You better throttle down a bit. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. Look, Bobby's climbing. Ah, I guess he saw us in time. He kept coming. We'd have had trouble avoiding him. I'll say. What the devil is he doing now? He's circling around. Bob, you know, if I was back in World War days, I'd swear he was angling for a shot at us. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that too, Duke. Hang him, I wish he'd get out of here. Hey, wait a minute. Look, he's diving toward us. Fool. There's no time or place for stunts. Bless these amateur pilots. He's coming straight at us. Now, Bob, what'll we do? I'm banking and I'm banking right now. Passengers are going to be scared to death. You better get back there, Duke. Uh, wait a minute. What? He's right on your tail, Bob. He's following us. That's what he's doing. Look, he's driving at it. Like he's got a fire at it. He is firing at us. Oh, my Bob. arm. I've got a bullet through the arm. Well, I'll be a Bob. Bob, what's it mean? What's that fool trying to do? Is he out of his mind? Has he gone crazy? So that's it. That's the danger that threatens Tumbleweed. Someone's trying to shoot down this plane so he can get his hands on him dead or alive. Now, that burst of machine gun fire didn't do much damage, but that plane that did it is circling to come in and try it again. Well, there's no doubt that here's the time for Superman to take a hand. Up, up, and away! Ah, here he comes in a power dive. Well, I'll do a little power diving myself before he can reach Tumblewood's plane. A power dive right into the propeller of his plane. Plunging down in the dive. They can't pull out of it. He's finished. Finished. Now the plane tumbleweeds in will have to land. Her motors have been hit. You won't have any trouble, though. I'd better follow the attacker down and find out what I can. Down. Down. Flat. Now to land beside her and save the pilot if I can. He came in almost to a pancake landing. If I'm in time, I'll be able to... What? Fire. Her tanks have gone up. Gotta work fast. Open the door to the cabin. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Help me I've got you. Hold on to me. Help I'll have you out of here in a jiffy. There we are. Oh. Oh, All right. Okay. Now then, mister. Who hired you? Huh? Why did you try to shoot down that airliner? Hired. Hired by Egyptian. Egyptian, eh? man called... Called who me? Said... Bring plane down. Down it. Flame. An Egyptian. A man named Humi. Yeah. Yeah, he... Oh. Oh. Ah, he's fainted. That's all the information I'll get out of him. Well, anyway, I've saved Tumbleweed and the other passengers in that plane. Undoubtedly, they'll all be brought back to Metropolis. Well, it looks as if Tumbleweed's going to be with us a lot longer than we thought. 
Tumbleweed and myself are going to solve tonight the mystery of the theater in which we saw the great Gambini perform. Gent, you got me into this taxi under false pretenses. You said you was going to show me something exciting. Well, and so I am. Yeah, but you didn't say it had anything to do with this here now mystery. After that airplane company brought me back to Metropolis, I said I'd stay a little while longer in the company of you and little Laughing Squirrel, just as long as I didn't get mixed up in no more mystery. Well, there won't be any mystery tonight, Tumbleweed. As a matter of fact, if I'm right about the way I figured this thing out, you're going to see an explanation of the mystery. What are you going to do, Mr. Kent? Well, Jim, just let me refresh your memory. Not long ago, you and I, in the company of Miss Sidney Rykoff, went to the theater to see a performance for the great Gambini. Well, you don't have to refresh my memory, Mr. Kent. Gambini called Miss Rycroft onto the stage, put her in a black box, and made both the box and Miss Rycroft disappear. Yeah. And the way you fellas tell the story, went backstage to find out what had happened to Miss Rycroft and found an old watchman back there who said the theater hadn't been used in 20 years. Uh-huh. He also told you that there hadn't been no performance in the theater that night and that whatever you thought you saw was pure imagination. That's right, Tumbleweed. Jim and I insisted on investigating, and it appeared to us as if the watchman was right. The entire theater was covered with dust and cobwebs. The curtain was in shreds and tatters. It certainly looked as if Jim and I had imagined we saw a performance by the great Gambini. Oh, but we couldn't have imagined it, Mr. Kent. I remember it all so distinctly. You and me going up to visit Miss Rycroft at her hotel and finding that Egyptian dagger stuck in the door of her room. Uh-huh. Then her inviting us to go and see the great Gambini. We couldn't have imagined all that. Oh, well, and we didn't. I've thought about it and thought about it, Jimmy. I believe I've got the answer to the riddle at last. If I'm right, then the major part of this mystery will be solved. What do you mean, Kent? I mean, Tumbleweed, that, one, we've settled to our own satisfaction that Sidney Rycroft, the British explorer, is actually a woman. And once we've solved the mystery of the theater, there'll be only three questions that need answering. What are they, Mr. Kent? One, where is Miss Sidney Rycroft now? Two, who is the man who pretended he was Sidney Rycroft? And three, where is the sacred black pearl of Osiris? Yeah, and four, why in tarnation is everybody after me? What have I got that they want? I think I've got the answer to that one, too, Tumbleweed. Oh, I'd rather not say at this moment. Oh, well, here we are at the theater. Gosh, I sure am excited. I've been dying to know the answer to this part of the mystery. How we could sit in an audience and watch a magician perform, and then 15 minutes later discover that there hadn't been any performance at all. Well... How much do I owe you, driver? Sixty-five cents. All right. Here you are. Well, here's the theater right in front of us where we saw the great Gambini. I'm not dreaming or imagining things now, am I, Mr. Kent? That really is the theater, isn't it? That's the theater, all right, Jim. How are you going to get in? Looks all closed up. I've got a key to the front door. A key? Uh-huh. How on earth did you get a key to the front door? I'll explain that all later. Well, Jim, Tumbleweed, there's the theater. In less time than it takes to tell it, provided, of course, I figured this thing out correctly... We'll all know the answer to the mystery of the theater that disappeared. And now, gentlemen, shall we enter? What is the solution to the strange mystery of the theater that disappeared? Why is Tumbleweed's life sought after by the Egyptian named Humi and apparently a group of other people? Will Clark Kent as Superman solve the complete mystery and see his friends safely through this baffling adventure? Be sure to hear the next episode of our thrilling story with Superman. And remember, tune in the next thrilling installment of the transcription feature, Superman! Up in the sky! Look! It's a bag! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. <laughs>